Hey guys, Ryan's gone this week, so I'm going to channel my best inner Ryan for this uh, this teaser for you. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Double Bogey Show, episode 90-something. We got a good one for you today. We talk about how I was a traitor to our league team, and then we bring up the match, me versus Grandpa. Um, it, we were tied 1-1 on this in my book, and this was the tiebreaker. We had it on Sunday, and uh, I tell you what, the old man pulled out all the stops and then Matt and I chat a little bit about the live, uh, specifically how the live celebrates. So uh, check it out; it's gonna be a good one. They fight that the wrong way. I'll call the clubhouse. We'll book another 18 for tomorrow. Okay, they cheated on that. They fucked their balls. Yeah, no better time for the breakfast ball than now. <laughs> Episode 92, we're back in the studio. We are Ryanless. We are R.I.P. the Fallen Soldier. God, it's, I'm going to miss him. I am too. It's been it's just sad. It is. I mean, I mean, it's also a good thing, Matt. When you and I have never had this chance, this is going to be a good bonding session for us. So I figured we just started off talking about our least favorite things about Ryan. Yeah, might as well. Um, I mean, the hats, first oh. and foremost. The guy can't decide how he wants to wear them either. No, every single day, it's either forward, sideways, backwards, mm-hmm. way up, way down. I wouldn't be surprised if he came in one day rally capping it, un- unironically. He might as well. Do you know what the top of his head looks like? Because you've worked with him longer than I have. Uh, it's getting pretty gray. Is he's, it? He's getting gray. So really? I think that's why he's been wearing hats a lot lately. I mean, I don't blame him if that's the case. Yeah. I mean, I, I think gray is a good, touch of gray is a good look. Especially for guys, we do have that advantage. Yeah, like the salt and pepper is mm-hmm. a great look. I'm waiting for my beard to turn gray, and then I'll then I'll grow her back out. It's it's gonna be tough for us because we're both blonde. Yeah, we're blonde bombshells. The yeah. gray won't come in. I don't think for a while. But when I grow this bad boy out, it's a little red tint to it. Maybe there's a little ginger in my. That's family the problem the with mine too. Yeah. Mine like gets like red, and then like my hair gets a little rusty sometimes. Yeah, weird. I'm not crazy about it. Uh, my least favorite thing about Ryan is hearing him talk about golfing at weddings. Yeah, um, that's a rough one. I, did you know that it's the most fun? Is it? It's the most it's fun thing in blast, the whole world. Even though it's a special day for somebody else, you're going to go make yeah. it about yourself right, and right, golf. Right. Yeah, and just if you didn't know, it's super fun. Oh, yeah. It's an absolute blast. You, you got to try it. Like, honestly, it's so fun. What, golfing at weddings? Yeah, golfing. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, a blast. It's so it's much absolute, fun. Dude. You, got, you have blast. to try it. Uh, yeah, so that would probably be my least favorite thing about Or Ryan. how he's gone on his first ever golf trip with boys like probably five or six times. Oh, now. yeah. Every <laughs> time he goes, this is the first golf trip with just the boys. And it's, it's like, like, all right, we'll go fuck two, ourselves. Two months later. We've literally been with you. Uh, many, many times. Uh, but yeah, that's we won't shit on Ryan for the whole episode. Ryan got the, he got the vid. He has the Wuhan coronavirus. He does. Um, the artist formerly known as the Wuhan coronavirus, currently known as COVID-19. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so T's and P's with Ryan. T's and P's to Ryan. He should be good soon. Hopefully he gets that off. So hopefully the baby doesn't come when he's quarantining. That would be tough. Yeah. So I think you guys are going to have to get used to hearing a lot of me and Matt. Yeah. Um, this is kind of the direction for the next few weeks. Yeah. Fingers crossed. We got some guests for the next episode. So that'll help fill the Ryanless void that you guys are about to experience because he's going on paternity leave. He's got COVID right now. So uh, he was honest- just on a vacation for the back half of last week. Yep. Yep. Man. He's yeah. He's going to go on vacation again in two weeks. He's just um, a rumor at this office. Yeah. Honestly, he's he's kind of like a ghost. It's like a uh, it's an event to see. Him. Like, oh, did you see Ryan? 
No, Ryan hasn't worked here no, no, no. in weeks. Yeah, no, no, he works from home. No, no, no. I swear to God, I, swear I, saw, I saw him. That's just out of the corner of my eye for a second, but I swear he was there. I, I like blinked and I thought I saw someone shadow boxing right in the corner of my eye. <laughs> I for saw half someone a shadow boxing I in the a- shadows. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Um, but yeah, so Matt, you didn't do any golf this weekend. No golf I was for in you. Bold, I was in Boulder, Colorado. Boulder. I was doing more hiking. I was trying out a, a different... Lots of cool golf in Colorado, though. I saw some courses, and I did get a little sad, yeah. but we also went with only one carry-on bag, so there's no way I could have ah. gotten the clubs to fit in those. You could have checked them. I could have, but it was a pretty packed weekend. Yeah. So I figured I'd try just walking through nature and not getting upset. Which did is you kinda... find any golf balls, though? I did not, no. You should have hiked around courses and picked up balls for your carry-on. I should have and just stuffed them in yep. there, mailed them back yep. to myself, yep. something like that. Yep, you no. could have. You could have been set for the rest of the summer. I, how- I already am. I bought three boxes of balls the last time I played because there was a buy two get one free sale, and obviously I fell for it. And <laughs> when I went to check out, it was like a hundred dollars. Well, three boxes. What is there? Three sleeves per box. So I you think got, there's four. Okay, so you got four sleeves per box. That's twelve balls. Mm-hmm. So you got 24, 36 golf balls are not going to last you the rest of the summer. Right? I know, but I, I, it was a really windy day. So I'm like, I'm going to need all of these. And I only went through three balls that entire day. That's pretty good. You can gauge around off of how many balls you've lost. Oh, absolutely. I thought I would lose like 10, which is why I bought the deal. But. Yeah. I think for golfers like us, what's an appropriate amount of balls to lose for us to consider it a successful round? Because I played 18 this last Sunday. We'll get to that. It was the Grandpa Grandpa Dave it rematch. It was. Um, I only lost one ball. See, if I can do that, that is massive. I think if I can keep, for me, if I can keep the same ball through nine holes, mm-hmm. that is a like massive win. And I, there's always like the one or two that you can kind of just lose off in the distance. And if you have like a full box, like mm-hmm. I'm not looking for that ball that hard. Yeah. Um, my, uh, my philosophy is if I lose three or less balls, I played a good round. Yeah. Don't score. Doesn't matter. I could have shot a one twenty. But if I only lost three balls, that's pretty good for me. And I'm always the way where, like, if it's in the water, I know I can't find it. Then it's like, that I really lost that ball. But yeah. then there's, like, so many that even if they went, like, a mile in the woods, I'm like, if I really, really looked, yeah. I probably yeah. could have found it. So that doesn't count. Dude, I think it's the best when you have no group behind you and you can just search for balls for hours on well, not hours on end but for at least five minutes per <laughs> hole days you come out with a full beard just net positive balls at the end of a round is such a good feeling yeah because like, then you actually feel like you made money on the day yeah you're making your tea you're making your your greens feedback pretty much yeah um so you didn't golf you did you just hiked i did um i did i did golf i golfed a lot um thursday night last week We've been I've been talking about them all season long. Our our golf league rivals. Our golf league is also falling apart. By the way, our, we haven't played Quickly. as a group since no, week one. We have yeah, we haven't <laughs> had the, the the same four people more than once. It was literally the first week. It's yeah, the only time we've had it. That was it. Because then after that, I was gone for some like Nashville trips or something with Miles. Then you were gone. Then Ryan was gone. And like I don't think the three of us on this podcast no. have golfed together except week one. Because you've golfed with Ryan. Yep. And you've golfed with I've me. I've played three times. Yeah, the first time, once with Ryan, once with you. <laughs> okay, and I've played three times. Once with both of you, once with just you. And this last week, I didn't play with any of our team. You went solo dolo. I went solo, but I still played league. I played with our golf rivals. 
that's shitty. Our rivals that are absolutely kicking our ass, not because they're better than us, but because they consistently show up <laughs> yeah. every single week. Yeah, it's just that rule of like, the more you just consistently show up, yep. the better. It's just slow increments. Yeah, so I played with them. Um, one of the guys, Lane, he works in our merch warehouse. He is on the rival team. He couldn't play, which is the same reason Jade couldn't play because they're both merch guys and merch was too busy to play. Yep. So I took Lane's spot. I played as Lane. Rose Creek Golf League, if you're listening to this, please don't put an asterisk next to his <laughs> score. Um, but I was Lane, and Lane just shot the best round of his whole life. Really? Yes. Lane killed it? Lane Lane killed it. He shot a 46. That's awesome. So good for you, Lane. Hats off to you, man. Uh, you played pretty damn well. Uh, but that one, that that's where I come with the, the missing balls thing. I didn't lose a single. No, I lost one ball that nine holes. Mm -hmm. And it was on the very first hole. I showed up late. They'd already hit their drives. Uh, because I, I didn't have anything going on all day. And then all of a sudden, 20 minutes before the tea time, Miles wanted to have a meeting. Mm -hmm. uh, so I showed up late. Uh, I just quick hit my drive, ran down there, quick hit my second shot, second shot in the water. Yeah, that's a weird, there's a weird water to the left of that first hole. Yep. Yeah, we played the back nine yep. on 10. Okay, yep. um, so that was on 10. And uh, then after that, played pretty good. Played with the same ball the rest of the round. I wonder if you need a new identity or like an alter ego when you go onto the course, if that is actually what helped you make the best round of your life. Maybe being Tyler is just overplayed for you. Well, the one time I played as Tyler, I shot a 44. Okay. So I did better. Okay. I thought you said this was the best round of your or best Lane, round of Lane's Lane's, life. That's Lane's right. best That's, round. He's see, ever even played. I'm getting confused so by it. He, I almost, I was this close because his handicap, they do this a, a, a reward system like, they pick one hole on the nine for league every night. That's the reward hole. And the player that does the best on that hole with their handicap included gets like a shit ton of money to the pro shop or something like that, or they get some sort of prize. And the hole that they picked, I was really close to birdieing it. Mm -hmm. And with Lane's handicap, it would have been considered a hole in one. <laughs> so Lane was <laughs> so, about to have a shopping so, spree. <laughs> so he was really close to getting a new hat or some shit from the pro shop. Uh, but, uh, I couldn't let him have that. We did make a deal beforehand that if I were to win that hole, that we would split the pro shop money. Yeah. Uh, but that would have been tough to explain to the league executives. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I, I caddied for him. So he's splitting it with me. He's just a really good friend. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's birthday present. Actually. At the beginning of league, you said like when we started, you said Lane was going to kind of be my rival, but since then it's kind of proven that he's just like improved drastically. Yeah. Throughout he's the years, he's so. just, he's better now. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know what it was. He didn't change anything about his swing. Just reps. Yeah, it's got to be just reps. He's got the weirdest swing ever. He does like this, his follow through instead of like holding the club. And you know, like you hold the club and your hips are kind of turned, mm -hmm. but your feet don't really move a ton. When he swings, he takes his back leg and he kicks it through. So his follow through, he's, he's standing with his body facing the fairway. And his legs like in a power stance. So it's like just a pure athletic it, type it's, of stance. It's the weirdest shit I've ever seen. So that's like, obviously you see a ton of crazy weird swings on the internet. But Lane's is the only one I've seen in real life. And it's working for him. So I can't dog on shit. I think it's, if it's going to work for him, it's going to work for him. He shot, like he was in the 40s last week. He just wasn't a 46 is what I shot for him. Yeah. I I think my legs have started to move a little bit. Or like my feet at least do at least. I don't think that's good. I don't either. I gotta yeah. go back and get another lesson. Yeah, we uh, Lucas. Um, shout out to Lucas. He's playing in some amateur tournament this last weekend. Don't know how he did. I hope he did great. I'm sure he did. Um, also got engaged. So congrats oh, to shit, you, Lucas. Did he? Yes. Damn, big week for Lucas. Yep. Uh, we're happy for you, man. Um, thank you for being our golf coach. Uh, you've uh, made us better golfers and better people. I, yeah, he's made me a better person. 
I mean, I, I'd go out and say that. Didn't take much. No, uh, yeah, yeah. Slight increments to oh, yeah. already shitty body of work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, what did they say? What's the... I don't remember the turn of phrase. We'll skip it. Uh, but yeah, so League, we played League. It was good. It was really good. Uh, it was actually... Um, How do you feel that you helped our rival team? Because if, if Ryan was here, like... Obviously, the late great Ryan, bless his heart. Yep. If he was here, he would be furious at you. I right don't now. care. I don't care. I had more. F- no, no offense to you guys, but I had more fun playing with them. What, what do they have that we don't? Um, I've been friends with them for years. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of them's the best man in my wedding. Fair again. Fair. Yeah. So, uh, well, is there anything that we can do better? Um, like, what, is there some? Fun we talk too much about work. I think we have. Yeah, to that ha- probably is true. I think we have to have a no work talk rule. I would agree. I mean, the last time you and I played together, you were getting calls right before we were on mm-hmm. the first tee box, and that kind of set the tone. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't fun. That was yeah, fun. I don't think we ever talked about that, but no, I, that I, was a I got my round ruining text, but it was a call before the round even started. It was started. literally as I was teeing up, and I was waiting to hit until after you got off the phone just because I like I just needed my mind reset mm-hmm. or whatever, and just I automatically just knew I'm like, this is going to suck, because you were in a cart by yourself, too. Yep, because we yeah, we were three. waiting for Noah to show up. Yep. yep. So I was like, Tyler's going to be in a cart by himself. He just got off the phone. Yeah. I just felt bad for you, and then just ruined my round as well. Yeah. Bad times. It really is. We need to invent a... I mean, I guess there's the do not disturb button on phones. Yeah, there's it's a problem just too scary to do I that. Can't, yeah, maybe for you, you might be able to pull it off because mm-hmm. like your direct lifelines are your girlfriend and maybe your parents, right? Yeah, I don't have kids and I don't have like anyone counting on me. Really. Yeah, if I turned my do not disturb on and I missed a call concerning my kids, I'd be in so much trouble. Yeah. And I wouldn't want to miss that period. So that sucks. Unless they're like, I don't know. There just needs to be a level to it. Like you can get through the do not disturb. Like you can like, I don't know, like put a drop of blood on the phone, <laughs> like a, a sacrifice. <laughs> so it's like, all right, this is an actual do not disturb situation. Yeah. Because yeah. it's just, it's just, yeah, it's too all or nothing. It's too scary. Cause I know when we did that texting conversation on that one reel, everyone was like, yeah, I just turn my phone off and like go do not disturb. I just don't have the guts to do that. I think you should try it. I think you should I could try pro- it. I probably could, but I just think. I always go worst case scenario. Yeah, same, same. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough, man. It is. It's hard to be It's us. like you don't want your, yeah, our lives are so hard. <laughs> it really is. God, man, I hate just having to golf for work. Yeah, it's brutal. Um, But yeah, I think one thing that also made it, like, yes, they're my friends and I've played with them for years. Uh, but one thing I think that made it better than what we usually do there was no expectations. Like, I don't need content out of this. I don't need... We have no work conversations. And afterwards, I knew we were going to the bar to get a burger and a beer. Maybe so we got to set that up. I think we do. Because we always go our separate ways right after. Yep. It's immediately, we're gone, we're done, right? Mm-hmm. So and I think that that's good because then there's like... I don't... For some reason, it felt like less pressure on the course. And I didn't like need to panic every time the Bev cart came around to get one because like I know we're going to have a couple afterwards. Yeah. I don't know. It was just like a weird, it's not done after the last hole. Yeah. So it's like, it was a strange, like, oh, this isn't the end of my day. I don't have to shoot great on 18 for this to be a good round, in my opinion, you know? And my thing is always, I just feel like it's weird because like we're actually keeping score. And I feel like Ryan actually like cares about like what our Mm -hmm. score is Mm -hmm. for it more so. And I think that just puts an actor pressure. And yeah, I think just having it end right there at 18 and then just going home feels abrupt. It does feel a bit weird. Yeah. You need need that little recap. Yeah. And I think that helped me play better. I don't know. I don't know if there's some weird psychology about the fact that I know I'm going to have something cool and relaxing to do 
after the round's done. Yeah. That makes the round less stressful. It's just a cool down, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Then we'll have to implement it if we ever do get our group together for a league again. Thursday this week. Well, I think I can do Thursday. I think I can too. We'll see if Ryan we got to get a tea time. That's our problem. We fucking we call our tea times in so on late. Thursday morning. So we can either get like a three o'clock or a seven thirty. So we can never get the good tea time. And the three o'clock ones do feel weird to me because I feel like it's still the work day. Oh, yeah. I feel like I'm like cheating out on and something. And that's when Miles gets mad at us is if we leave in the middle of the work day to go golf. Yeah. And I yeah. usually have to go back and like finish up something. Yeah. I usually do goose egg on Thursdays as well. So I don't have a problem with like the seven o'clock tea times. I'm fine with it, too. I never have anything to do with it in the yeah. evening. So maybe that's our goal for this week. Okay, so you have to remind me after this podcast, <laughs> yeah. we have to call and get our tea time. I agree. Yeah, I'll try to remember. Okay, because I think I'm good. Ryan, if he's healed it, by then, I guess well, I don't know the because his. I'm pretty sure he got symptoms on Friday. I think he's had this for a while. Yeah. yeah. So he like right after his golf trip. So he probably got it from somebody on his golf trip. Probably. So I think that would put it either tonight or tomorrow. Is his quarantine is up. Yep, I think so as well. As long as he like continues is, to test negative. Yeah, and, and he's symptom free. Yeah. So I think okay. we should be good. I don't know what Jade's situation is, but yeah. Well, we we'll got out. if we, we have options for if we're only missing one guy, we've got options. We don't have options when we're missing four of our six people. Yeah, pretty much. Um, okay. League. League talk is good. Um so we're gonna have fun this next week. <laughs> we're gonna have fun. We're gonna have so much fun. Um yeah, let's take a quick break and then we'll talk about the match. All right, two weekends ago, Myrtle Beach trip with Grandpa Dave. Time of your life. Time of my life. Had an absolute blast with that old man. Uh, we played one round against each other Friday, and he beat me by, I think I looked back at the scorecard, it wasn't three, I think he beat me by four. Okay. Neither one of us played well. So we scheduled a rematch for this last Sunday, July 3rd. Because you were saying on the Saturday when you guys were both drinking or whatever. And that, said, that was a scramble, too. So we were on the same team. But I remember you said you had told him that you could have beaten him the way he played today. Oh, yeah. And he knows it. He knows it. If he played like he did on Saturday, shit canned, I would have crushed him. Yeah. So he was saved by the scramble format and yes. alcohol. So that's why this match got scheduled. So in my head, I had us one and one. Right. Okay. Like he beat me on Friday and then Saturday we weren't playing against each other, but I would have beat him. So it's one and one in my head. Love the mental gymnastics. Yes. So we have tiebreaker round on Sunday. We start off and usually like, you know, my rule, I don't have a sweet spot. The drunker I get, the better I am. Yep. What time was the tea time? Was it some morning? 10.30. Okay. 10.30 so in the morning. I am stone cold sober. I'd hope so. Even a tiny bit hungover. Okay. First first swing off the day, I absolutely send one into the, it's a short par three downhill over water. I didn't want to leave it short and put it in the water. I put it about 30 yards left and way past the water. So naturally breakfast ball right off the first tee, unironically using it right away. Next one, stick it on the green. Grandpa two putts in for a par. I three putt after sticking it on the green. So he's up one. The next three holes, I beat him. Let's and go. I beat him bad. The driver was working and not a drop of alcohol in my system. I just hit a nice little baby fade, 250 to 270 around there. Uh, and the distance finally helped. I've always top, told myself that the distance isn't going to help against Grandpa because he's so accurate. The distance saved my ass because Grandpa wasn't hitting his second shots to save his life again. And so I was able to, even if I duffed one, I would get an extra shot because the distance saved me. Next hole, I beat him by one. Next hole after that, I beat him by two. 
Let's go. So now I'm up two because I was down one to start. Now I'm up two. The next hole, I beat him by one again. So I'm up three. I'm up three, four holes into the match, and I'm feeling fucking good. Insurmountable lead at this yes, point. You just I, can't fuck up. No, I, that's all I got to do is just not fuck up, right? So I'm in my head. I'm like, do I put it on the story? Do I start talking about it? <laughs> like, do, no, I'm like, no, I can't. I can't. I can't. It'll give it away one and two. I will jinx myself without a doubt. And then the next five holes, we push. Okay. So we, no, 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 we don't push. The next, next three holes, we push. Then I give one back. Mm-hmm. On eight. Then I give two back on nine. So he's smelling blood in the water. So he's smelling point. blood in the water. I'm up three, and now we're tied. We both shoot a 45 on the front. Okay. We get to the back nine, and we stop it. We finally get some alcohol into our system, and he buys one beer each. So he knows what he's There's doing. There's my point. mistake. I let Grandpa go to the beer cart tent, because there was no carts running around for some reason on the 4th of July weekend. made no sense. Interesting. So no Bev cart running, but there is a stand after nine holes where you can buy beers, and he bought one beer piece, and that's where I knew. I knew he was he was scared. He was thinking about it. He knows, like, if I get drunk, he's screwed. Because he listens to the podcast, so yes. he's heard about so, your sweet spot theory. So I think he, at this point, was mm-hmm. using your own weakness against you. Yes. So he knew. He's listening right now. He is. He knew, and I know what you were doing, old man. You pretended like you didn't know what the score was, but you knew what the score was. So you only bought one beer each. And you knew that that was the last chance we were going to get for beer. Mm-hmm. And then the back nine starts. Grandpa takes one. He goes up one on 10. He goes up two on 11. He goes up three on 12. Boy. We can't find liquor anywhere. And I know, At this point, you're searching your bag for any and shooter. And I found it. I was like, Grandpa's got fireball in his bag. So I t- searched Grandpa's bag, found his fireball, and was just really, really getting after it on the fireball. That? Yes. But the problem was, is I'd eaten a nice big breakfast before that. So it took until after the round was over for the fireball to really kick in. Grandpa beat me by one stroke on every single hole of the back nine. Damn. So he ended up beating me by nine strokes. He ran away with it while you were just really trying to get drunk. Yes, and I'm just sitting here slugging hard liquor as hard as I can, trying to get something going because the driver stopped working a little bit when I was sober. So like, all right, I, time to test the the sweet spot theory. I got to get some liquor in my system. Absolutely imploded. So grandpa took it. Um, I, I have yet to beat the old man. There will be more rounds this summer. I'm going to take him down. And I have to pregame the round. Yeah, you got to hit up a liquor store beforehand. Yep, I got to have my own bag packed. I got to be ready to go in case we run into the absolute terrible situation of no bev carts again. Um, but the old man, he came in there prepared. He knew that there was serious stakes in this round. You know how we play our gimme rule, right? Yep. I've explained it. It's like the head of the putter to the grip. Yep. He fucking took an old ball grabber. You know, those extendable ball grabbers to get balls out of the water. Mm -hmm. He took the ball part off and put a putter on it. Hell yeah. (laughs) He, He basically JB welded a putter onto the head of this extendable ball grabber. So that now his gimme line was like 18 feet. Good for him. Uh, we didn't end up having to use any of that. But I was like, this wily old bastard. He had he's, everything in the bag ready for you. Yeah, he was pulling out all the stops. So he's got an extendable putter now that he will never use for any situation except for getting longer gimmies and getting one laugh out of everybody every time he pulls it out of his bag. It's good um, for a laugh. I'm almost wondering now if he watered down that fireball knowing you were going to search for it. I mean, it seems like he has everything else prepared. I wouldn't put it past him to have watered that shit down. 
God, yeah, I think you're right. Because if it wasn't hitting, if you were actually slugging it, like fireball hits no, pretty quickly. I was going for it. So it was probably a little under half a bottle. And we had one other guy with us. And I would say that I drank at least at least two-thirds of that half. Yeah. And the other guy had a third of it because we killed the bottle. That is such a bummer, too, that it hit at the end. Yeah. And you're just like, well, have a weird buzz and nothing to do with it. Yeah, because we got to 18, and I'm like, okay, I'm drunk now. <laughs> I am drunk now. And then I hit a decent drive, hit a good recovery shot out of the trees that I was in, up onto the green and in for, I think, a par or a bogey. Um, so 18 went well. That's good. Yeah. Just didn't hit quit, quick enough. Did not hit quick enough. So that's on me. He, Grandpa planned for this. He knew. He knew my strategy and he counter prepared for it very well. It's kind of unfair because he doesn't have a golf podcast we can listen to to get weak, his weaknesses. And That's stuff a like good that. point. Like he's just a mastermind war general at this point, just yeah. listening to our podcast, getting intel on you. Right. He's always going to have the upper hand. Yeah. And it just sucks because for, for work, I have to talk about how I play. Exactly. I I, maybe I should, we should start lying a little bit. We might have to. Like, uh, I actually play really good left-handed. So if somebody were to bring left-handed clubs for me, that'd be awesome. And then I'll just have my own clubs. Ah, that wouldn't work. That one doesn't work. But I I like where you're going with that. Yeah. We just got to start coming up with bullshit. Yeah. We got to start doing some opposite shit. Like I play really well sober or like, I've been playing really bad from the ladies' tees lately. I hope nobody <laughs> yeah. makes me play from the ladies' tees. Yeah, I'm playing so much better from the the whites than I do the ladies' tees. Maybe it would be terrible if I played from the reds. If <laughs> I think, but we, yeah, we got to do that, even though he is listening to this part right now. God, there's no hiding. We got to start doing Morse code or something like that. Yeah, he just... Great podcast material. I wonder if he sits through and he goes listens to old episodes before we play each other. I bet he has a whole folder on you. I'm sure he does. Like a scouting report. Exactly. Yeah. Going back from episode one, because I'm sure he's listened to like every episode. Who do you think has more real estate in whose head? Do you think grandpa owns more real estate in mine <laughs> or do I own more in his? Um, I would guess you've got, he's got more in yours. Yeah. Because it just, you haven't gotten that win yet. So no. he's playing with confidence, but there is something to be said about, being the scrappy underdog. You have less to lose. You can take mm. those like corner cheat shots or like take shortcuts. You can try more shit out. Yeah. He has to play a lot more confidently and consistently than you do. That's true. It's true. I also think I play better from behind. Okay. And I think getting that three stroke lead hurt. Yeah. Cause you started, I mean, you said it, you started to think about posting on social media. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Falcons Patriots 28 to three. Right. That's exactly what it is. You're right. You're right. It, it was in my head. I was like, it's going to happen today. Mm-hmm. It is going to happen. I finally got him. And exactly. then I just absolutely played like a dipshit after that. But you're right. He, I, I do have a lot of sleepless nights thinking about how I've never beat him. A lot of tossing and turning, especially because mm-hmm. the fireball is still hidden. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming in four hours late. Yeah. I think he just got some delayed stuff. Yeah. I do love the visual of you just like frantically searching bags for any <laughs> booze you can possibly find at, like, maybe, at 1 p.m. in the afternoon. Yeah, like maybe there's some warm bush lights in my bag from a video <laughs> that we shot or something. Nothing. Couldn't find anything. I, I emptied. I had booze in my bag. I emptied it for the, the plane ride just to Myrtle Beach. Sucking out hand sanitizer or something uh, like that. Just wringing out a, a, a one of those hand sanitizer wipes. Yeah. Just trying to get any last drop out of it. I would just yeah. love to see the, how desperate you would get. It's like the, it's, it's technically alcoholism. Yeah. If it's improving your game. Yeah. If, yeah, if I guess by definition. Whatever I need whatever to justify to it. Alcohol. Yeah, that is probably <sighs> alcoholism. 
What do we do with that information now? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We don't need to do anything with it. I'll just keep coughing. In the words of Always Sunny, just bury it deep down there. Keep an eye on it. <laughs> uh, but like that goes to like, do you have any weird superstitions for golf? Whether that's like, I know we've talked about the shit in your pockets and things like that, but like anything that's truly not golf related that you think impacts your golf game. Um, I think I'm better when I don't put sunscreen on. That is a good superstition. I think just like the weird layer. I, I'm also just very uh, particular about like what goes on my skin. Like I always, I'm always washing my mm-hmm. hands, shit like that. So I think having like that, that very thin layer of like sprayable or creamy shit on. It, it just does like feel weird. Off. It does. It uh, feels like you have like a snake skin yeah. kind of situation. The thing that bugs me about putting sunscreen on is you obviously got to use both hands at some point. And then even if you don't, you're going to get it on your glove. Yes. And I don't like the idea of my glove having a lubricant on it. The glove is supposed to help you with your grip. Yeah, it completely and, throws off the purpose. And even if it's not impacting the glove's grip whatsoever, in my head it is. This, yeah, if it's even just like touched it, I'm like, all right, this glove needs to be burned. It's yep, I need, to, I need to spray it down and I need to wipe it off. Otherwise, the glove's fucked. The glove is hurting me. Yeah, I also think I'm better with sunglasses on than off. Really? I'm the opposite. Really? I will not wear sunglasses while playing. I need to. I did it for a couple of videos once just because I thought it looked sweet. It does look cool. And I, I didn't like it. It was just weird. I enjoy it because it also helps me because I'm bad at making eye contact. So I can like, just look at someone's face and not have to make eye contact with them. So that helps like with the social game of it. And you're just like a big mouth starer. Do you, no eye contact? You just look at their mouth? In between the talking. nose or stuff like that. Mm, okay. And then like, I'm not saying this does happen because obviously I'm a 27 year old and it doesn't happen. But if you start playing bad and your eyes start to water a little bit because you're sad, <laughs> the sunglasses help in that regard. It hides the pain in your eyes. Exactly. Especially if like someone's like, being serious and like giving you advice because you always feel like you're getting yelled at a little bit yeah i feel that that's it just feels one, a little shameful that's one thing we don't do ever grandpa and i we don't he, he he's tried to give me advice but that's kind of stopped the last he gave me a little book okay a little tiny like wallet sized book to go in my golf bag to like pull out if i'm really struggling but we were at the range in myrtle beach and he's like hey no, go to this book you're not doing what the book says and i'm like grandpa the more you tell me about this book, I'm gonna burn it. The worse I'm going to play, but I've got it. And for emergencies only, I will not look at the book if I'm just playing like bogey golf. But if what I, do you think would constitute an emergency to pull out a little booklet and start reading it? Mul- on the multiple course? eights, multiple yeah. eights in a row. Because um, we play that you can't get higher than an eight. True eights are the tiebreaker. Luckily, we we only had one eight amongst the two of us, and it was me, and it was a true eight, so we didn't have to worry about that rule. That's good. Um. But if I had multiple eights, true or fake, in a row, then I might be breaking the book out. Yeah. So that would be an interesting look as well. Just like look over and you're like perusing this yeah, book, trying I, to find some sort of tip. Yeah, I got it in the bag. So I'll, I'll show it to you one day. You, you might like it. He loves his. Okay. He's got a left-handed one and he used to just like tell me things out of his left-handed book, but then flip them. Yeah. Um, and it it's just confuses me more and more and more. Uh, but another superstition I, I think I've developed over the last two weekends of golf is that I need a colored ball. Okay. I I don't know what it is. It's it's I just have been playing so much better when I have a colored ball. I think it might take the seriousness of the situation out of it for you. Yeah. Because it's hard to like be beat up on yourself that much when you're hitting a pink ball. Yeah, I've been using bright bright yellow ones. Okay. Um, and I like I've been using the soccer ball ones. Those so, are fun. So it's like a bright yellow soccer ball. 
And I think it has something to do, and I no clue if this is accurate or not, but like seeing the color out of the corner of your eye. Yeah. Like like in your peripheral, you can see this yellow ball a lot better. And I'm I'm not shanking it or topping it as much. I think it's easier to keep my head down when I'm looking for this bright color. Okay. I don't know if that's true, but I think that's in my head what's true. My theory, I think, for that would be a lot of sports psychologists say that athletes play the best when they're just playing for fun and like when no they don't think about the stakes or anything like that. And I think that brings you back to just like kicking around a soccer ball and just like Mm. having fun. That could be definitely it too. I also like around the greens when I have that soccer ball, you can really see the spin on the ball. Yeah, and I think that's just more fun. (laughs) I was thinking more for like getting the ball to check and stuff, trying to put backspin on it, seeing how much you actually put on it. Because the white ball is just a white ball and it's really tough to see any spin. Yeah. But with the soccer ball, you can look at the big black blotches on your bright yellow ball and see how much it's really spinning you think you could put backspin on it on purpose yeah i do really i, I mean i'm not a lot i can't like, i can't do it like the pros do like where oh, they yeah. spin it back but like i'll try to put backspin on something that i know i got to get over a hump and go right at the pin if you try to put backspin on it you can go at the pin and it won't roll super far past It'll just slow down yeah and that's that's just something i've been trying this summer like the last few summers it's just bumping runs you got to roll that shit in because you're not putting anything on it yeah or you'll try to flop it. Okay. It's easier to put backspin on a flop. Interesting. One last superstition I have is the hat, like forward versus backwards. Mm. I feel like if I need to like really turn it on, I'll throw the hat backwards, kind of Ash Ketchum and Pokemon style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The music drops as soon as you grab the bill of the hat. Exactly. Slowly spin it around. And in reality, it probably does nothing. But mm-hmm. for me, I just like those things that put me in a new frame of mind. Like, all right, we're starting something over. Yeah. We're trying something new. Just like a clean slate is what I'm going for. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that big time. Um, I will not fuck around with my hat. I've also been playing with the big floppy hat more recently. And that's got to be more fun. I think so. Maybe you're right. Maybe I just need to have more fun. I think so. That's what happened with Grandpa. I started getting nervous about beating him. And I stopped having... Well, I was still having fun. But I stopped thinking about the fun. Yeah. And I started, started thinking thi- more about the performance rather than the play. Yeah. Weird. Maybe we just got... We all got to be school kids back at recess again. I don't think we we I don't think as adults we have enough time being kids. I can go in and in on that. I used to have a huge sports psychology phase back in high school when I went through a huge phase of dropping every football thrown at me. So I literally it was literally about two or three months my senior year where I did not catch a single football like even in practice. Oh no! And I had to like just force myself into like the sports psychology world. So you just have the yips or what? Yes, I would always just think about drop. I said I was telling myself don't drop it instead of catch it. It's huh. like a positive versus negative thinking thing. It was it was really bad for it. It was probably one of the more trying times of my life. Yeah, I suppose. Especially because your dad's a quarterback's coach. Yeah. He, there was one time after a JV game where I dropped like three and he just like came in my I was already just in my room bummed and he came in there and he's like, You gotta figure this out or they're gonna stop throwing it to you. I'm like, that's exactly <laughs> what I need to hear no right shit, now. Dad. Thanks, Dad. Thanks. Way to vocalize my biggest internal fear. <laughs> God, yeah, that that's I could see him pulling that on you. Does your dad golf? No. Oh. Not at all. Damn. That's surprising. Most most people like golf, especially if they're in any sort of... He's retired wor- now, too. Like, and in the live, sports world. Yeah, and we live right next to a course. He, <laughs> he goes to the driving range sometimes. He likes to see how far he hits it, but he's not big on, like, spending money, mm. and I think that's a hard hurdle for him to overcome. Yeah. But I told him, like, my sister and I really try and get him out there now, cause, especially because he's like, can't walk super great no more. <laughs> no more. 
Yeah. He uh, ain't be walking good no more. <laughs> exactly. So I think something like that would be perfect, but he still insists on just like pheasant hunting and okay. stuff like that, which I respect. Too. Yeah. Teach their own. But so you don't ever have to worry about taking down the old man if the old man doesn't. I go. could beat him right now. Okay. Easily. That must be fucking nice. So you sports psychology guy, I want you to break down what you think is wrong with Ryan and I yeah. in golf. Break down our sports psyche. Go. Well, I think yours, like we just said, as you're just like not worried enough about having fun. I think you're too worried about performance. I think you have this giant image on this brand that you've built as a, as a master golfer. I have never <laughs> once, never once pretended to be a master golfer. Yeah, but maybe that might be more Ryan then. I, I think it is more Ryan. Ryan's definitely more serious on the course than me. Yes, definitely. Um, But for you, I think, yeah, just have a little more fun. I think just... Have some swagger out there. Remember, it's just a game. I think you're you're rushing to try and beat. Have you beaten your father? Your father? Yeah, I've beaten my dad, beaten not him? my grandpa. Okay. So I think, I think, yeah, you have this goal. And I think it's a good goal to have, and you'll get there eventually. Yeah. And again, this is not mm-hmm. psychological advice. This is me remembering a few Wikipedia articles I read. <laughs> no, 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 no. You are a sports psychologist now. Now do Ryan. Ryan, I mean, where do we begin? <laughs> he he's definitely the one who like. He's trying to be like a master social media golfer. Yeah. And I feel weird talking about him. He's not here, but I'm no, gonna, I love I'm it. I'm going to do it. He's anyway. going to listen. <laughs> I know. He is. Hi, Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Hope you're feeling better. Um, I think, yeah, he, I mean, I, I think I'd do the same advice. He's just also going to have more fun, but I'm also the guy out there who just dicks around and <laughs> like, does it take you need to have less all. fun? I think that's, I think so. Probably you need to be more competitive, have less fun. Stop dropping the fucking ball. Yeah, I agree. You got to catch it first. Yeah, and I got to learn how to tee the ball up because <laughs> I just always struggle oh. with that one. <laughs> you are the slowest tier I've ever I seen. I don't know how life. you guys do it it's so quickly. It takes me like you probably 17 hold, seconds. Hold the tee in the ball and you just put them both down at the same time. I, I honestly just have not figured that out yet. That is weird. I don't even know if I want to call it a quirk. A strange thing about you. Yeah, it takes me a good 15 seconds. At least. To tee a ball up every single time. And I I don't want to shit on you too hard, but I'm gonna. Please do. My, I, just, I just psychologically <laughs> analyzed you two. My two-year-old, we quicker. hit golf balls just about every night in the backyard because he took that broken, I took that broken driver that you had yeah. and I put electrical tape around the top of it. So now the driver fits him and he tees it up. 10 seconds faster than you, and he is two years old. He does not do it 10 seconds Yes, faster. he does. We might need to race. Okay, I think you should. I think you should race. <laughs> that would actually be a really funny video. Just like have 10 tees and 10 balls and just yep. who can fit it, who can tee them up quicker. I, just, I don't know if he'll understand the rules. Yeah, So it might fair. just have to be one tee. Okay. Uh, but if the ground is soft, he'll beat you by 10 seconds or less. The thing is, I always have the angle off, and then the ball like falls one side or the other. Because like I got him a martini tee. Mm-hmm. So it was easier for him to do it. And then I lost the martini tee and now he just uses a regular tee. And he crushes it. Yep. I'm going to take some notes. Yeah. Because he's having more fun. He is having more fun. We got to take notes from my two-year-old. Uh, clearly. That's that's your golf advice of the week, everybody. Golf like a two-year-old and good things will come. And learn how to tee the ball up. I just need practice. I just, we golf once a week at I, least. I know. I think I just need to purely practice putting the ball on the tee. Go to the driving range and only hit driver. Get order one ball for my bucket. Have a giant bucket. Have them drop one ball in there. And just tee it up and take it out constantly. Yeah. I mean, you could still hit the ball too. I just wait till you get to the last one and then just keep re teeing that one. I usually prefer the driving ranges with the plastic tee built in. 
Really? Oh yeah, I, think I hate was, that. Really? Like the top yeah. golf style? Yeah, because what if that's not how I like to tee my ball up? What if that's the wrong height? I suppose, but I still haven't really mastered what the heights I like. You got to get tees with like lines on them, so you're teeing it up the same every time. I, yeah, I probably should. Because like when you go get lessons from Lucas, he'll move the tee for you if if it's not where it should be. Okay. So then figure out where that is. Put the ball on the tee at at sweet shots. Hold your driver up to it. And then figure out where that is for every time you golf in real life. That seems smart enough. Yep. Get used to that that height and then keep repeating it. Replicate over and over. God, lots of learning in this episode. Yeah. We're just a <laughs> golf educational podcast on how to not beat your grandpa or tee up a ball correctly. <laughs> the burning questions in the American sports zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. All right, Matt, you got anything else for us? Uh, nothing I can think of. Uh, John Deere Classic. Good, good tournament. Didn't really recognize many of the guys, but yeah. is electric. Sahith Igala becoming a bigger, bigger fan of him. Shout uh, out him. The live, the live. Crushing it. Looks like a lot of fun. It does. <laughs> it looks like a lot of fun. They're just generally, yeah, they're having fun out there. PJ is not. Yeah, I mean, I do think the celebrations might be a little excessive for a random tournament in Portland in the middle of their season. But that's your boomer coming out. Yeah, but... Those celebrations are meant for like majors and Ryder Cups and things like that. Who says? Me. Yeah, exactly. Boomer coming out. I'm all Come for on. fanfare for fanfare's sake. Think about if who's your favorite football team? My favorite. I don't really have one. I think one the, right the Rams. Now. The Rams. The Rams win a random week three game, twenty four to twelve, super uneventful against the Arizona Cardinals. It's a big win. Do they need to be popping champagne bottles and spraying them everywhere? <laughs> See, every I, everyone would say no. I personally think yes. I think sports are just pure entertainment, and we just need to treat them as such. I think we take sports a little too seriously sometimes. It's <sighs> a fair like, point. It's straight up just TV. It's a TV show. That's all sports are in the professional level. But what what do you do then when four aces or whatever the fuck Dustin Johnson's team is when they actually win whatever the Lives version of the PGA Cup is. You go buck Or the wild. FedEx Cup or whatever. What's the fuck is... The Live Cup? What's the... the not the... The FedEx Cup is NASCAR, right? What is golf? I think there's cup? a there's a FedEx Cup, isn't there? I'm going to just search golf FedEx. Yeah, there's a FedEx Cup. I think okay. FedEx has their hand in a lot of different sports. Yeah. Uh, whatever the Live version is of that, wh- how do they celebrate now if they're popping champagne bottles and spraying them all over themselves in the crowd after winning their week three Portland game. I think you go even harder. What? What Parade. You hold a fucking parade where? I don't know. <laughs> Saudi Arabia. They're not, they're not based out of a state. They don't have like a home state to go to. I'm sure people would let you do a parade. Where, there, there's, where though? There's ran, There's small towns all across the country that have nothing going on. Rent one of them out for the, the day. Live. live clearly has enough money. <laughs> the, yeah, but then if it's just one float... In a random town. I think like Beersford, South Dakota would show the fuck up for a Maybe. parade. But then like, do you want it in Saudi Arabia? No. That, that's pro- the home base of it. No, you'd probably come by and say hi. It's like visiting the White House or Disney World. I think they just need to scale it back a little bit. Shotgun a beer. Do one beer. <sighs> you think- don't need to spray multiple bottles of champagne. But think about how much money they won. How much money do you win for winning the... Portland well, the dude that won the Portland one won $4 million. So you wouldn't pop champagne if you won $4 million? <laughs> not if there was another chance to win $4 million the next weekend. No, fuck no. You're, not gonna, you're probably not going to win. 
I'm celebrating any win I can get if it's $4 million. If I won $10,000, you'd probably never see me again. I'd be popping champagne left and right. Yeah, but we're regular dudes. We are regular dudes, I guess. And I guess these guys are professional golfers already getting paid millions in endorsements and just for being in the league. I don't know. I think with golf, you got to take the wins you can. Everything, so much shit has to go right to win a golf tournament. Yeah. You need so many bounces to go your way. You need to be in the right mental scape. You need the course to be working out. I just think there's so much that needs to go right. You got to celebrate the wins when you get them. So how do you celebrate the end of the year winner? What do you do? I want to hear what you're scaling this up is. Is it just a parade in a small town? So it's a parade, but we're also, we're going to do a big parade. We're going to do tigers in cages, juggling mm. fire. We're going to do... It's a circus now. Pretty much a circus. Okay. We're going to do that. We're going to rent out Disney World for the day, and you get to go on all the rides by yourself. <laughs> We're going <laughs> to... This is just all the stuff you never got to do as a child? Pretty much. <laughs> Dis- but Disney World wouldn't be that expensive. I think Disney World makes only like a million a day. Oh, that's it? Yeah, and I think Liv could easily... You just <laughs> sold down four million. That's true. So then you use one of your four million dollars from one to of the rent Disney. Okay, so they're getting a parade with tigers and, parade, ju- and tigers, jugglers. Fire jugglers. Um, fuck. I'll just say it. Let's bring James Corden. Do a carpool karaoke. Okay. Something like okay. that. I don't think we need to think small here. All right. This is the weirdest celebration of all time. Um, music, party rock in the house tonight. Okay. Um, I I do like the idea of a concert immediately after the winner is crowned. Might as well. You got flow. R- I want flow rider to burst out on stage while they're spraying the you champagne. My <laughs> head yeah. And then they can just spray it. They can spray champagne on flow rider. They can throw stuff into the crowd. I think the crowd should be able to storm. Yeah. Let's, Let let's them bring storm that. the player. So back in the day, people, when the winner would make their final putt, the crowd would rush to the hole and try and get the ball and they would try to get the ball let's bring that back for the uh, yeah i saw that tiktok and in the tiktok they showed it literally looks like the person broke their wrist yeah like you dive least, in there and people and then, just tackle you yeah yeah we do need to bring that one back i, I think, think live is the perfect place to do it yeah or they do like uh one of those like the mini putt you know on 18 and mini putt you your ball goes in the hole and it's a pvc pipe that goes into this giant reservoir of balls so that they can collect the balls later and no uh-huh. one's stealing them right they do that, except it goes into the 18th hole, goes down the hole, and then it shoots up in the air like a bouquet at a wedding. <laughs> and then they have to catch it, and whoever catches it gets to compete in the next tournament. <laughs> yes, they get an invite. It's like the Waterbury Open. I it's think an that invite. sounds fun. Yeah, they're, they get to be in the next Pro-Am. Okay. Yeah, they're the amateur in the Pro-Am for the live. But they can't celebrate too hard if they win. No, you're no, saying, they you're can't. you they still can't? Mm-hmm. Nope. <sighs> they, they can shotgun one beer. That's so sad. It's not sad. You were out there slugging fireball just because you were celebrating being up two no, holes. No, no, no. I, was, I wasn't celebrating. I was panicking and trying to get back into my quote-unquote sweet spot. Well, you panic the same way a lot of these guys celebrate. Yeah, very different people. Different strokes for different folks. You're a professional golfer, too. By definition, not by quality. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Anything else, Matt, besides <laughs> us arguing about celebrations? No, I think celebrate harder. Okay. That's what I'm going to leave the people with. Celebrate anything you get the chance to. Life is short. Romanticize it. Okay. Sounds good. All right. See you guys. Bye. Hell, that's a breakfast ball.